<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, here we go. In case you're not aware, we produce four daily podcasts every week. That means a new show every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now, you might be wondering why you don't see the Friday show on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify and all the rest. Well, that's because our Friday After Party podcast, with all of its revealing discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics, it's only available through our Patreon page. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party show for just $10 per month. We also post all kinds of free content on our Patreon page, including our Wednesday interview show. People like Eric Bollert, Randy Rhodes, Malcolm Nance, John Fugelsang, Frank Conniff, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch, Tom Nichols, and so many more. That's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow, or you can just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Sir, let's, let's be honest. We've seen your people working for pennies, making defective novelty items which at best don't work and don't provide hours of family fun. And at worst, I'm creating serious injury. So what are you saying? Saying that your boss, Mr. Lee, is in effect the Mr. Big of the pirate novelty business. No, he isn't. You're just saying that to get a higher rating on your TV show. Well, I wish I were, but we saw your people making pirate minkman schnozzes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's so funny that you say that. They don't make snozzes. They make semiconductors for a very reputable computer company. What's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with that? Why, 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 why is that suddenly wrong to do? I don't understand that. Why are you pointing the finger at other people all the time? Why don't you point the finger at yourself? This is an affidavit. I know that. Well, let me finish. This is an affidavit from a woman who's got severe nerve damage on her upper thighs from sitting on one of your defective whoopee cushions. Here, read it. I have read it. So why do I have to read it? Well, it does pertain to your company. I know that. Why wouldn't I know that? It's my company. I'm quite aware of that. Is it me? It's him, right? Bob Seska! It appears Seska has been genetically altered. The Bob Seska Show! Nathan Thurm is joining Donald Trump's uh, legal team. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Rocktober 10, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. The greatest damn soap ever. Go there, buy lots of soap. Hi, what's happening? My name is Bob. What's up? What's happening? Fuck him. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's not. <laughs> Hello, Bob. There you go. Thank you. God damn it. Oh, my God. Day 994 of the Trump crisis. Day 16 of the impeachment of Donald Trump. 390 days until the 2020 presidential election. And uh, we have a modified lineup today because uh, <laughs> T-Rex, David Ferguson, is suffering from insomnia. Which I always thought, I thought, you know, if he's suffering from insomnia, all the better. <laughs> because <laughs> I can only imagine what he would blurt today. But just <laughs> completely sleep deprived. Instead, we've got Jody Hamilton. Jody on the show. That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> yep. I'm going to talk with Steffi. Uh, Bob, not Steffi. Who's our favorite whore? I am a whore. What can I say? Yeah. Nothing 
with Bob. So I always love being here, Bob. <laughs> yes, from dash the dash bunker.com. Also, uh, sexyliberal.com for the From the Bunker podcast. Um, I don't even know where to start other than to say, oh, yeah, I know what I got to say. I got to tell my brother happy birthday. Happy birthday to my goofy, birthday. talented brother, Dr. Jim Seska, not only a chiropractor, but one of the greatest musicians I know. And I, I wish I could plug his music and his shows and where he's playing live every weekend, but I don't feel at liberty to do that because I'm afraid any red hats who might be listening might go out and try to stalk him or whatever to try to retaliate against me. I know that's a little paranoid, but what can I say? If you go back to the original indie music countdown that we recorded back in, I don't know what it was, March, the very first one, he was like song number two or three, the like the third, maybe second song from an indie recording artist that I ever played on the show. So you can listen to that. Okay, so <laughs> with all that out of the way, uh, Jody, we got to dig into everything that's happened over the last 24 hours. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I, I guess maybe we could uh, we could uh, like pull the, the slot machine of insanity, do something like that, and let's do this. Yeah, let's... maybe it's. Uh... Oh yeah. Oh my God. Trump has another rally tonight, so we should expect yes. an insane chopper talk a little later, and even more insane rally in in Minneapolis. Yeah. That's how Minneapolis <laughs> he said yesterday. He said, oh, he's thanking the sheriff of Minneapolis. Thank you very much, Mr. Sheriff of Minneapolis. You That's- know, he knows how to pronounce words because he has the best words. I know words. I have the best words. <laughs> I say, yeah, that Minneapolis, by the way, is in the state of Minnesota. I don't know if you're <laughs> aware of that. There's a bunch of Minions there. Minions. Yeah. Um, but yesterday, Trump said we're abandoning the Kurds. Because they didn't help us at Normandy. And and yes, we're going to get to all the Fruman, Parnas stuff and China and everything else. Um, but this was Donald Trump talking about the Kurds yesterday and why we're abandoning them. I guess he was trying to explain it this way, that the Kurds, see, they didn't help us at all. You know, at Normandy, for some reason, I don't know why exactly they would have helped us at Normandy, but Donald Trump is pissed they didn't help us at Normandy. Well, Donald Trump didn't help us in Vietnam. <laughs> so there's there's that, I guess, if we're talking about things that uh, people didn't help us with. But here's Donald Trump yesterday during his remarks in the Oval Office. I guess this was uh, after some sort of ceremony about something where a bunch of people stood around and tried not to pass out while Donald Trump took questions. This is the part about the Kurds. Now, the Kurds are fighting for their land, just so you understand. (laughs) They're fighting for their land. And as somebody wrote in a very, very powerful article today, they didn't help us in the Second World War. They didn't help us with Normandy, as an example. They mentioned names of different battles. They were there, but they're there to help us with their land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, teeny tiny little Trump. The Kurds they did help us with World War II. Yes, they did. Yes, they yeah. did. He was wrong about so, that. Of yes. course, he was wrong about Shocking. that. Shocking. He's wrong about everything. Uh, the Kurds did fight on the Allied side in World War II. They they broke the siege after the 1941 pro-Nazi coup d'état in Iraq. They were part of the pro-Allied Iraq levies. In 1942, Kurds made up 25% of the force. By 1943, 10 of the 44 companies of Iraq levies were Kurdish. So, fuck them. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Uh, You know, Turkey launched this bombing campaign against U.S. allied Kurdish forces, northeastern Syria, following Trump's decision to abruptly withdraw U.S. forces from the region. Uh, There's all kinds of people, Kurds, running to army bases going, can you please help us? Um, they've been instructed by Donald Trump. They were instructed yesterday to not respond to any Jesus. Kurds, to not do a damn thing. It's not, not like, even hide them or anything, not even help any family members that are civilians. Nothing. We're not even that, that nope. sounds like war crimes to me. Yep. Yeah, 100%. That, I, but of course, they come down as orders from Donald Trump. So what are they going to do? The commander in chief says don't help. And so they have no choice but to not help. Yeah, well, I mean, so did the Nazis, you know, I was just following orders, so, mm-hmm. you know, talk, talk to the people that were convicted at Nuremberg. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where the Kurds, the Kurds, I, I, by the way, Kurds didn't help at Nuremberg either, so. No, they didn't. That, fuck that's em. true. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. No, I mean, I, I can't believe what we're doing. It's like, it's, it's, 
Yeah. I, I just, and it's interesting that Syria is allowing Turkey to invade their country. What, mm-hmm. What's to stop Turkey from keeping moving south? Yeah. It's just going to get worse and worse. It's going to continue to evolve. Uh, Erdogan's already talking about releasing uh, prisoners into Europe for some reason. <laughs> I mean, some NATO ally he turned out to be, huh? Um, well, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. It's like, um, should we rethink Turkey being a member of NATO now? Uh, well, I, it's I, there's a few different ways it could end up uh, disintegrating and leading into some sort of broader conflict, drawing in people from elsewhere. And, right. uh, you know, there's still a significant I mean, especially if you listen to Malcolm Nance, by the way. Who Don't is, listen to him. He'll scare you. <laughs> yes, he's scaring everybody right now as far as <laughs> as far as the situation goes. And I, you know, I, I tend to believe Malcolm Nance when he says things, because mm-hmm. usually Malcolm Nance is right about this stuff. Yes, he is. And so we have a toddler in the White House who doesn't know anything about foreign policy. He doesn't know anything about the history of the Kurds and the alliance between the United States and the Kurds. All he cares about is pacifying Vladimir Putin and pacifying the Red Hats. And Mm -hmm. again, I can't even imagine how insane tonight's rally is going to be. I've been talking about this for a few days. I have a feeling about this one. Well, I heard heard a report that uh, they're expecting 10,000 people to protest his rally. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of people. Some are going to want to stir shit up and others are going to be peaceful. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully the Minneapolis Police Department is like the LAPD has been in every uh, protest I've been to, where they've been really mellow, really cool about it, and keeping the protesters away, basically. When I go to a a rally here, it's like, we are anti-Trump, and then the little... The pro-Trumpers are kind of in their own little corner. Right, um, right. So hopefully the Minneapolis Police Department can keep it as safe as possible and nobody gets hurt because that's what I'm concerned about when it's that many people protesting against him versus just a mm-hmm. few hundred or a thousand. 10,000 people, that's a lot. Well, I mean, the next year is going to be... I'll be kind of amazed if we make it to the election without there being some sort of violence at one of uh, Trump's rallies, and there's a likelihood of that occurring, where it's just, I don't yeah. know, when you get a lot of stupid people all together in the same room, and they're irritated about something they barely understand, and the president is telling them something that's completely contrary to what's actually happening in the news, they get confused. And when stupid mm-hmm. people get confused, they tend to start throwing punches. And that's my real... Right. All, uh, that's my, been my concern with these people all along. It's just now things are getting more and more tense w- with the entire shebang falling apart. The entire Donald Trump make America great again movement is just disintegrating. And uh, well, I couldn't be happier. Uh, but uh, you know, I just I hope there's nothing that uh, goes horribly awry tonight or at any future rally. Well, meanwhile, as the drip, drip, drip occurs on Ukraine, and we're going to get to that here in just a second. Uh, there's another aspect of all of this, and it, of course, involves China. And with China, this uh, Trump advisor has admitted, <laughs> and I was loving the Stephanie Miller show this morning. I want to get ahead of ourselves. But the guy's name is uh, Michael Pillsbury. And and they were, yes, they were having lots of fun with the Doughboy <laughs> sound were. this morning. I was and, laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, my God, it was killing me. So uh, this Trump advisor admits that he sought and received election help from China China during a recent visit, but he won't say whether the president asked him to solicit the foreign assistance. But he didn't say, no, the president didn't ask me to do it. So to me, that leaves one option, and we'd be idiots if we went, well, maybe he didn't. Maybe he's just just freelancing. He was out on his own doing this on behalf of the president and didn't really talk to the president at all. That's not what happened. This guy was Mm -hmm. receiving his marching orders from Trump. Oh, my God. So Michael Pillsbury, he's an outside advisor to Trump on China trade policy, and he told Fox Business Network's Lou Dobbs... This is I, I I would love to see the look on Lou Dobbs's face when he's hearing this. <laughs> that yeah. he asked the Chinese government to look into business dealings by Hunter Biden and uh this is, of course, all uh, reported by the Financial Times. President publicly asked China last week to investigate Joe Biden and his son. And Trump reportedly brought up the former vice president during a phone call with the uh, Chinese president. That'd be Joe Biden he's talking about. Pillsbury told Dobbs. <laughs> that's what he said to Dobbs. Just That's a direct quote. Uh, the Chinese officials told him last week in Beijing that they see impeachment as, quote, the weakening of President Trump. Uh. 
the weakening of President Trump. I'll take it. Um, this is fantastic news. And, and again, this is all part of a gigantic, colossal story in which, obviously, the president has been going around to various world leaders and saying, uh, we'll give you money if you give me dirt on uh, Joe Biden. And we, we remember back to, and the thing I keep going back to over and over again, Jody, is that, uh, remember that interview that Trump did with George Stephanopoulos? And uh-huh. it, was, it was out in the, uh, the, white, the yard out... <laughs> out in the White House yard. That was the part of the part of the White House grounds they were in. They were just in the yard. I think right, they were in, in the some, yard. somewhere in the gardens of the White House grounds. And Trump was telling George Stephanopoulos, well, what does it matter if I take, you know, dirt from other countries? If they give right. it to me, I, what, I'm just going to, what am I going to say? Yeah, no. What's the problem? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why would I turn that down? What? What? You yeah. Know, yeah. I remember him admitting it on tape again. Yeah. And he brought it up again in the Oval Office and Mm -hmm. said, sure, I would take dirt. And this is, again, when Donald Trump says something, we have to look at how valid and realistic it might be. Like, again, it's the Space Force nuking hurricanes dichotomy. You know, it's either Space Force, which happened, or nuking hurricanes, which didn't happen. In this case, when Donald Trump says, I'm going to take dirt if it's handed to me, uh, that's clearly a Space Force threat where, yes, he was either in the process at that point when he was talking to George Stephanopoulos or he was getting ready to do it. Or maybe maybe his response was intentional as if to say, well, look, I'm going to do it and there's nothing you guys can do about it. Right. And, and that's the thing that I think terrifies me the most about all of this, Jody, is the application of the unitary executive theory, which if driven in t- deep enough into a corner... I mean, there are numerous things that Donald Trump can do to, to wiggle out of that corner. And by wiggling out of the corner, he could start arresting members of Congress. But I think that that eventuality, I would categorize that as nuking hurricanes. I don't think he's yeah. got the, I don't think he's got the guts to do it. I think he's too weak to do it. I don't think he's and I hope maybe I'm just being generous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How I, I, I think you're right. I think that I mean, looking at Mitt Romney, which I, I, I don't know if you read the um, New York Times thing on GOP members of the Senate that are at least not in favor of, but okay with the impeachment inquiry so far. Yeah. And there's 14 senators that don't really have a problem. They're not on board per se, but they don't really have a problem with it. They want to see the evidence before they get on board. Mm-hmm. We really only need six more senators. I know. And, and that is for uh, what conviction are you talking about? Yeah. That, that basically, basically the New York, I, I'll see if I can find it, but it was New York times has this running tally of Congress people and senators. And right now, zero senators, GOP senators are for the impeachment inquiry outright, mm-hmm. but 14 of them are like, no, I think we need to find out what's going on. Mitt Romney being one, Susan Collins being another, Lisa Murkowski, Ron Portman, Rob Portman, excuse me. You know, the, the people, mo- most of which are, Lamar Alexander, who is retiring, um, most of which are up for re-election in a few years, not this time. Joni Ernst is up for re-election now. She's forward finding things out. Um, may, probably because of the tariffs more than anything else. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you've got out of the 14 that are kind of wishy-washy on the impeachment as it stands at the moment, most of them aren't up for election until 2022 or 2024, mm-hmm. except for Joni Ernst and a couple of others, and then Lamar Alexander is retiring. Yeah. There are six other GOP senators that we could bring to the fray in the next couple of months. I have no doubt about it because he's pissing off people right now in his own party when he needs their support. Yeah, that's how I connect the Kurd story to the Mm -hmm. Syria story to the Ukraine story to the impeachment. Mm -hmm. It's because Donald Trump needs all of these Republican senators that he's now currently pissing off increasingly by the day. And when the Kurdish body count starts stacking up, and there are Kurd, I, I, I've seen some pictures come down of Kurdish children and so on be, who have been killed. And uh, as soon as that starts really ramping up, you're going to see a, a complete breakdown in Trump's coalition on the Hill. I strongly believe that. And again, it's really, I was talking to Kimberly about this yesterday, and she was concerned about the conviction vote. And I said, look, ultimately, uh, however the conviction whip count ends up landing, 
we have a, a much bigger way to stymie Mitch McConnell before that even happens. And by Mitch McConnell, I mean also by extension Donald Trump, because right. it's those procedural votes that are just majority votes. Exactly. It, all Donald Trump can stand to lose are three Republicans, provided the Democratic caucus all sticks together and votes in a block on those procedural votes. If Donald Trump loses more than three Republican senators on those votes, he is screwed. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about the admissibility of certain evidence, the admissibility or uh, of certain witnesses, uh, mm-hmm. the rules in terms of the length, the overall length of the trial and so mm-hmm. on. These are all things that John Roberts is going to rule on during the trial, mm-hmm. and there will be a trial. I just love this so much. I think one of the things that's really keeping my adrenaline pumping is the idea that, yeah, Donald Trump's going to be impeached, and yeah, Donald Trump's going to have to stand trial in the United States Senate. Even if it's only for a short period of time, that to me is justice. That is justice happening. And and he's going to be completely screwed if he pisses off enough people like Mitt Romney who decide to vote against him in these procedural votes. He is making things worse for himself just like always and this is one area where it's going to be monumentally bad for him and i just i can't wait to see how that all plays out i'm look i'm looking forward to it. what what i find interesting with the impeachment proceedings going on in the house right now he's like well we can't even you know defend ourselves it's like sure you can send people up to the hearings yeah exactly <laughs> You can defend yourself all you want. Somebody asks a question, defend yourself. Nobody's stopping you from testifying in the House at all. Go up there, President. Well, that was one of the insane things about their argument in that ridiculous letter, wasn't it? Where they were saying, oh, why can't we cross-examine witnesses and do shit like that? Introduce Because it's not evidence. a trial, it's, it's a not, hearing. Yes, it's, uh, my God, do you people not know what an impeachment is? It's basically like a grand jury investigation leading yeah. to an indictment. And the impeachment, exactly. when the impeachment articles pass, that's like the equivalent of an indictment. And then the exactly. trial right happens in the Senate. And then that's when Donald Trump can call witnesses and go and present evidence and do shit like that. He's probably going to get Rudy Giuliani in a clown suit. That is if Rudy Giuliani is in, in jail before then. I know he's in a lot of more trouble than we thought even 48 hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think it's only a matter of time before he gets uh, he gets arrested, too. I because know. I mean, he's up to his eyeballs in all of this, he and is. I guess we should just go ahead and start this. Now, yeah, <laughs> time to talk about Ukraine. If you have any doubt, it's gonna take him out. Ukraine. Yeah. Um. So. There's these. You know, there's so many. God, my God, there are so many things to talk about. There's this situation with uh, uh, Parnas and Fruman, and I'm always wanting to say Abe Froman, the Sausage King. (laughs) Every time I see Parnas and Fruman, I go, oh, Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. Um, But uh, these guys, these two guys, they're lawyers, and they were arrested for campaign finance violations. They were basically Mm -hmm. arrested for the same reason that uh, Dinesh D'Souza went to prison. And that was these uh, straw donors. That's what Dinesh D'Souza was doing. These guys never learn their fucking lessons. I mean, Dinesh I D'Souza is still working off that prison sentence. And uh, <laughs> this is just an amazing thing. And then these, uh, these two bozos go and do the same thing. Where basically what happens with straw donors is you're limited in terms of being an individual and how much you can donate to a, a particular political campaign. Well, there's an exchange of, uh, of cash. The cash goes to the straw donor. Straw donor makes the donation. And bingo, there's money in the account. Um, it's like a straw buy for a gun. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And so uh, Partisan Fruman helped Giuliani in his representation of Trump. And you know how we know that? Because John Dowd, the pig man. A pig man. A pig man. A pig man. Admitted it in Comic Sans <laughs> font. In this letter here, oh my God, this, the dumbness, the dumbness, the dumbness. John Dowd, I mean, we all remember John Dowd, the pig man who represented, uh, <laughs> represented Donald <laughs> Trump on Trump Russia and the uh, right. uh, Mueller investigation. Mm-hmm. He wrote here, be advised that Mrs. Parnas and Abe Froman assisted Mr. Giuliani. It's not Abe Froman. I know it's Mr. Froman. <laughs> assisted Mr. Giuliani in connection with his rep- representation of Donald Trump. So... These guys are directly linked, and now there's photographs flying around of Parnas and Fruman 
with uh, Donald Trump himself and Mike Pence. Mike Pence, By yep. the way, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, also, the interview I did yesterday with Tom Lobianco, he's the author of Piety and Powers. It's a great new book about Mike Pence. George. Uh, holy shit. You have to listen to this interview. There is so much stuff in it as far as revealing information about uh, Mike Pence. And I even asked him, I said, is there any truth to the rumor of... Well, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Mike Pence, you know, Mike Pence. And, uh, and so he answered that question in, in, in a very, very honest way. So uh, that's also in there, too. So you want to uh, go to uh, you know, anywhere. You can go to bobsuska.com, go to our Patreon page, go to iTunes, any place you get your podcast and listen to my interview on Wednesday with uh, Tom Lobianco. But meanwhile, yeah, so idiot Tom Dowd goes and admits that uh, Parnas and Fruman are linked to Donald Trump in a direct way. Here's some recipients of Parvis's straw cash or straw donations. Uh, California Republican Party, uh, the Missouri State Committee, Republican Party of Wisconsin, Donald J. Trump for president, New York Republican Federal Campaign Committee, Republican Party of Virginia, North Dakota Republican Party, Mississippi Republican Party, West Virginia Republican Party, Alabama Republican Party, Republican Party of Louisiana, Illinois Republican Party, Trump Victory, Kansas Republican Party, Republican National Committee. And you know how much the Republican National Committee got? $33,400. Wow. Good job, Lev Parnas. Congratulations. <laughs> These two guys, I can just see it in the history books. I can see mm-hmm. like future generations going back like we do with uh, Watergate or Teapot mm-hmm. Dome or something like mm-hmm. that. Going back, right, and reading about this particular episode in history and seeing the names Parnas and Fruman and having to write an essay about the involvement of <laughs> Parnas and Fruman in all of this insane intrigue. The Ballad of Parnas and Fruman. <laughs> That's right. I think that's going to be the name of the show today. By the way, <laughs> I mean some of well, is it now? They're they're saying in this particular arresting, there was a congressperson. Oh yeah, involved Pe- in this too. Now NBC's reporting it's Pete Sessions. I'm betting it's Devin Nunes. Really? I don't know. It just sounds right. <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's Devin Nunes. It could very well be. What what's your reasoning behind Devin Nunes? Because he's rotten to the core and would do anything to help Trump and he has proven that in the past so I don't see why it wouldn't be Devin. Well that's pretty sound reasoning I think yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> why not you know I mean or Matt Getz or Meadows or Jordan I mean come on you know those that gang those musketeers um, yeah. they're they're the worst, mm-hmm. you know. Jim Jordan looking like E.T. before he's revived, according to Stephanie Miller. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun conversation, yeah. And and by the way, yes, I get it. It's apologies to E.T. I know yeah, we were being we so know. terribly cruel God. to a rubber puppet. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by comparing, Muppets unite. Yes, comparing a rubber puppet to Jim Jordan. Uh, oh, and we're just so mean, so mean to the rubber puppet. Yeah, so mean, oh my. Uh, according to the uh, 22-page indictment, a member of Congress referred to only as Congressman One was being lobbied mm-hmm. by Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman and given hefty donations from the men. Parnas met with uh, Congressman One and sought Congressman One's assistance in causing the U.S. government to remove or recall then U.S. ambassadors to Ukraine, the indictment now, reads. The indictment doesn't say it's a former congressman. It just says congressman. Pete Sessions is no longer in Congress. Yeah, th- but then again, they also, and I, this perfectly sound objection, but uh, sometimes they refer to former members of Congress still as congressmen. Congress, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you call President Clinton, President Clinton. But um, the question is, is this congressperson going to be indicted too, or is this person cooperating? Uh, Good question. According to reports that broke Wednesday evening, Sessions pushed for a change to the Ukrainian ambassador. He, along with Giuliani, alleged that the recall of uh, Marie Yovanovitch was Mm -hmm. politically motivated. Uh, Wall Street Journal reported last week that Giuliani alleged, quote, she was undermining him abroad and obstructing efforts to persuade Kiev to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden, according to people familiar with the matter. So this is all in this weird, twisted Mm -hmm. convergence that we're getting all these details. Hey, remember when they were saying that the Ukraine story would be simple enough for the American people to understand? (laughs) It's 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 because... (laughs) 
it's becoming a little more unsimple as time goes on, don't you think? Well, I think it is, but by by the same token, people do understand yeah. that when he asked for that in the in his own words in odd, asking China outright in front of everybody, and then in the mm-hmm. released uh, notes of the conversation basically doing that that's simple to understand this is more in the weeds for sure but even fox news poll has 51 percent of people wanting him removed from office yeah that's an incredible number this Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite things happening right now is for the very first time in the history of donald trump being on the political stage there are things happening to donald trump including his phenomenal dumbness that are actually creating bad news in the polls for Donald Trump. You remember during the campaign during 2016 where every time Donald Trump would say something batshit insane, like something way mm-hmm. over the top crazy, his poll numbers would go up. I mean, when he was right. when he did the whole thing with Megyn Kelly and her bleeding from her whatever, poll numbers mm-hmm. went up and we're all like doing a two-fisted bird flipping at our TVs as that is happening, going, what the <laughs> fuck is going on with this guy? Fuck him. Yeah, and so the, for the first time since then, bad news is happening to Donald Trump. He is fucking up all over the place, and his poll numbers are actually going down. Support for impeachment has been going up exponentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you were saying, I mean, among Republicans... It's going up. I think it was like 8%. It's now at almost 20% support, I believe, for not just impeachment, but removal. It is. And what's interesting is I heard him say, oh, my numbers are, were never good at Fox. <laughs> what? He's, I'm sorry, what? This is amazing. It's just everyone's against me, and you have to believe me instead of everyone else literally in the world. Uh, that's what he is challenging his red hats to do. You believe me. I'm one guy with a four decade history of making up absolute unrefined bullshit on a regular basis, whether it's his various Trump branded items, his merch, his stakes, his university, uh, his failed casinos, just lie after lie after lie, burning through wives. And yet this is the guy they're expected to go along with. And shockingly, they actually do. But Mm -hmm. I feel like there's cracks in the facade happening now. Um, According to uh, a Washington Post Char School poll released on Tuesday. I don't even know what Char School is. I don't either. Is <laughs> what is that? It's brand new. It was released on Tuesday uh, and rocked Washington. It found that nearly thirty percent of Republicans support the impeachment investigation. And nearly twenty percent support a Senate vote to remove the president if he is impeached. Twenty percent support actual removal. That's stunning. That is a that is stunning development. 20% is, and you're going, well, 20% this is a hardly a big deal, Bob. It's not even close to my joy. Uh, that sways an election by tenfold. Yeah, this is the rank and file, get in line yeah. Republican Party that we're talking yeah. about here. According to uh, Nate Silver's average of polls, support for impeachment among Republicans has increased from 8% last month to 16.2% presently, while support among in- independents has leapt from 33.9% to 44.4%. Wow. Okay, can we say Nancy Pelosi has done the right thing? I think we yes. can say Nancy Pelosi has played this yes. perfectly. Yes, she is a smart woman. Yeah, yeah. And here's how you can tell. It's in the numbers, and the numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. Math doesn't nope. lie. And what these numbers are telling me, Jody, is that through her pragmatism, mm-hmm. it has now given people especially these fickle fucking independents who are just like i don't know i don't know i don't know it's given them a reason to feel like this is a legitimate thing this Mm -hmm. should be impeachable he should be removed from office rather than going ah you know what both parties are the same they're both bad they're both partisan and the mud slinging Suddenly, I turned right. into Jiminy Glick there. I'm not sure you why. You did. That I was very into, interesting. The mudslinging. Um, 
that's a good one. <laughs> Jesus, sometimes I feel like I'm possessed. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, we got to talk about Plexiderm. We both love Yay! Plexiderm. Plexiderm on the From the Bunker podcast. Plexiderm all across the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Uh, and of course, we all do this. Everyone, so we all get self conscious as we get older. Gen X is getting older. All of us Gen Xers, we're we're into our fifties now, getting into our fifties and so on. And we're going. I don't know. I don't know. Plastic surgery seems like so old school. Seems like shit that people used to do a long time ago. But you know, it's one of the things that you can do, and certainly that's fine if you've got the money and you've got the time for the recovery and and the the discomfort that goes along with it. Or you can just pick up a bottle of Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum. It visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. And if you don't believe it, I didn't believe it either. What is this? Is Is it like putting Elmer's glue on my face? Is that what this is? It was an amazing thing to behold as I stood in the mirror, looked at the mirror, and, and over the course of 10 minutes, this clear topical solution destroyed the uh, fine lines and wrinkles around my eyes. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was an amazing thing to behold. Science is incredible, right, Jesse Pinkman? Yeah, science. Uh, okay. Science. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows that you're using it. So go to triplexiderm.com. Use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL. Liberal, you can write it down, memorize it, use that at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. The Bob Seska Show. Step in. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, yeah, this is great. This is freak base. Some may conform to the norm of the time. I'm sorry. I've been playing this. I I don't apologize to Kimberly Johnson. I've been playing the new freak base album, like, on endless loop for about the past (laughs) week or two. And I can't get enough of this. This is not only one of my favorite new bass players. he's He's not a new bass player, but it's new to me relatively recently. And, uh... He uh, contributed his, his music to the to the show, and I, I can't stop playing it. I just love it so much. This is great uh, funk, obviously. The song is called Stepping Out of Line from All the Way This, All the Way That. BobSuska.com slash music. If you want to submit your songs, your music to the show, we can play here coming out of commercials, and then we compile everything into the Indie Music Countdown that we do at the end of the month. And, of course, we love to repeat some of our favorites on the show, so you'll get a lot more than just one play. Okay. Donald Trump asked Rex Tillerson to urge the Justice Department. So you got Trump, then he goes to Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State for some reason, uh, then goes to the Department of Justice to ask him to drop the case against a Turkish money launderer. But this was, uh, again, another mind-boggling story that in any other normal circumstances would be the end of a presidency. Mm-hmm. We really need to have a serious conversation about the capacity of the fire hose of news. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the lesson that we're pulling away from this, regardless of what happens to Donald Trump, He's never going to be held accountable for all of the things he should be held accountable for. I mean, they're just, they're too many things, aren't there? Yeah, it's Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, and and this is another one of those things. Uh, Donald Trump pressed then-Secretary Rex Tillerson to help persuade the Justice Department to drop a criminal case against an Iranian-Turkish gold trader, (laughs) I wonder what he's all about, who was a client of Rudy Giuliani. According to three people familiar with the 2017... Did he make his toilet? Did the gold guy make his toilet? That's maybe why he knows him. Possibly. 
I don't know if this guy's making much of anything except for trouble for Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, of course, Tillerson says he refused. Uh, and the, the interesting aspect about this story, one of the many interesting aspects, is that they have three sources on this story, one of which we probably know who it is. It's probably Rex Tillerson is one of the, yeah, one of the sources. Because he, he would know, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, Tillerson refused, and he argued that it would constitute interference in an ongoing investigation of the traitor Reza Zarab. According to uh, according to the people, they said other participants in the Oval Office were shocked by the request. Shocked, I tell you, shocked. I don't know. You have to do some sort of six degrees of uh, of Kevin Bacon here with Rudy Giuliani. Like at at mm-hmm. some point, we're going to be able to link every crime to doofus Rudy Giuliani, which I can't believe he's still at large. Uh, every time I hear one other one of these stories, Giuliani, like he's still wandering around as a free man. They haven't gotten a mm-hmm. giant butterfly net and thrown it over Rudy Giuliani and, and stuck him into a padded room somewhere because uh, that's really where he belongs. And I'm not sure exactly what I the, agree. I mean, what do you think the reasoning is for why they keep him around? Is he being set up as being a, a patsy or something? I mean, wh- I don't know. I mean, why would I, anyone hire Rudy Giuliani to represent them? He's he's a crazy person. Uh, because nobody else will work for them. I I just I don't know. I mean, it with the Trey Gowdy <laughs> thing, that's good, weird. That's a good thought. That it's it's just come down to no lawyers wanting to work with. Uh, Donald Trump. So it's, he's just got to take what's there, and that's well, what's did it, there is did it Rudy. Clinton's. Didn't Clinton's impeachment lawyer finally resign from Trump? Oh, yeah. What was his um, name? Oh, yeah. He's got, oh, shit. The name's popped out of my head. But he represented Bill Clinton during the impeachment Ooh, trial. During the impeachment trial. And hasn't he quit? He he was hired Emmett, on and then he split, didn't he? Emmett, Emmett, yeah, Emmett. Emmett Flood. Thank you. Emmett Flood, um, that's is it. Is he yeah. still with him? I'll, I'll Google that. I, I don't, I think he's gone now. I think so. I think he was only with Trump on uh, the Mueller investigation. I think that was uh, the length of time that he was retained. I mean, if Emmett Flood got away from Donald Trump, Emmett Flood's smarter than we gave him credit for then. He left, wait, hold on, uh, Emmett Flood, uh, he served as White House counsel to Trump um, from October of 2018 to December following the resignation, to December of 2018, so he was only there for two months. Wow. Yeah. In fact, wait, no, it says he's now special counsel to him still, though. He was White House counsel, and now he's special counsel to Trump still, apparently. Wait, wait, hold on. Uh, yeah, he's still... He's still working for working Trump. Working for him, yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. My yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, doesn't he have any confessed serial killers to work for? Maybe that's <laughs> a better use of his time. Probably got a better chance of getting those people off the hook. than uh, Maybe he's gone. Wait, hold on. Reuters said he might have left in June. Mm, Okay. Well, we'll have to look. Yeah, Yeah, I think he left in June. So, no, he's no. Yeah, you're right. He was there for the Mueller probe. So he's gone, which is smart on his part. Uh, Defending the man at all was stupid. Anybody that would defend this human being isn't it. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone deserves a legal defense, I guess. Absolutely. I, I, no, I, and I'm, I'm big on that. I'm huge on that. It's very important. It's an important aspect of our judicial system. But, but this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. That's it. It's just like, who would be insane enough to go? Like to volunteer. It's like, you know, you get, get him a public defender that has no choice. Yeah, right. Right. Well, I mean, but that's the, the, the question I've had through all of this is why are all these people staking their reputation on Donald Trump, of all people? I mean, there have got exactly. to be more worthy Republicans on the bench for them to rally around, for them to throw their support behind. Then, I mean, I get it. Donald Trump's president and Republicans always try to stay in line. Uh, that's mm-hmm. just what they do. I mean, it's the 11th commandment that Ronald Reagan talked about. Thou shalt right. not speak ill about other Republicans, whatever that, uh, whatever that commandment was. But at the same time, you got to be thinking about self-preservation, too, and uh-huh. wondering, well, okay, yeah, this guy's going down like the Titanic right now, and why am I standing around on the deck waiting for the lifeboats that don't exist? You know, it just right. it seems like some sort of career suicide that they have no choice but to engage in. And I, yeah, I, it's 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 not like they're court appointed. <laughs> no, no, they're there voluntarily. And exactly, yet- that's my point. Is like if they were court appointed, you can't blame them because they're for- being forced to defend this guy. Whereas these people are, cho- yes, you don't pay your bills and you're a scumbag. I would love to work for you. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. They're not going to get paid. I mean, we know Rudy Ooh. is working for free mm-hmm. for Trump, 
But these other guys, uh, did any of his, I mean, I imagine one of the reasons why Pigman John Dowd left the uh, Trump legal team during the Mueller investigation was probably because he wasn't getting paid. I mean, that was probably, probably. one of the reasons. Uh, and the same, well, who's the, who's one of the other guys? Mark uh, Kazowitz was one of uh, right. Trump's early attorneys who, who also left. Uh, when and, didn't Michael Cohen have to wait forever to get the hundred thirty thousand dollars back that he for, fronted for the yes, uh, payoff to yeah. Daniels? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, and ultimately, I think the reputation damage is far worse than yeah. the financial damage. And uh, again, I don't have any answers for this other than to say they have been maybe coerced for some reason, or they're mm-hmm. they're just part of the cult. I like yeah. Bill Barr, who I think is part of the cult, and I think. Incidentally, the fact that Bill Barr has sanctioned the arrest going back to Parnas and Fruman. I know. The ballot of Parnas and Fruman. I'm trying to figure out why Bill Barr allowed them to be arrested. I mean, again, I don't think he likes Giuliani. I think it's a fight between him and Rudy. Oh, you think? Why, yeah. why do you say that? Why do you think? Is there something that's. Because uh, Giuliani, Giuliani is an embarrassment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think Barr is is much happier being Trump's guy, and you get Giuliani out of it, he can protect Trump much better than Giuliani because Giuliani mm-hmm. sticks his foot in his mouth every chance he gets, and he's not helping the cause. Whereas Bill Barr is shut up; he's just doing his job his job for Trump, not for us. Yeah. So I think he's trying to get Giuliani out, and he's gonna eventually he will allow the FBI to arrest um, Giuliani. He'll mm. he'll have enough on him. He'll turn to Trump and go, "Look, we got to get this guy. Look wow. what's happening here." I mean, I also have this theory too that maybe Parnas and Furman are getting set up as patsies. Or Maybe. scapegoats and all of this somehow. Like somehow Donald Trump at one point or another is going to go, well, it was these guys. It was their idea. They were doing it all along. And it was maybe they were trying to get the quid pro quo from the Biden and the Hunter and the thing. And, and so th- they're just setting those guys up. And I think everyone surrounding Donald Trump has to be watching their backs for a looming orange ogre getting ready to stab them in their backs. Because... And including Rudy Giuliani. I think Rudy Giuliani, at some point, Trump's going to turn on him and say, it was all his idea. He uh-huh. did it. It's despicable. Because he's, I mean, we're talking about a desperate Donald Trump, a wounded Donald Trump. And so no one is safe from that. I mean, the entire West Wing staff has to be going around going, when am I going to get thrown into the wood chipper? You know? Yeah. When, it, when is uh, uh, Francis McDormand going to march out and find my foot? In being shoved into the wood chipper by Donald Trump. And it's just, it's only a matter of time. Donald Trump doesn't have friends. He doesn't have colleagues. He doesn't have allies. He has future scapegoats. He has human shields surrounding him. And even his kids aren't safe. Eric and, and Donald Trump. Speaking of Eric, and it's a shame that we couldn't have... I'm t- Eric. Yeah, we couldn't have T-Rex around for this. Just a funny little bit of audio of of Eric Trump on Hannity. I believe it was either last night or the night before. And something weird. He did a weird voice unintentionally. It was like he suddenly started doing the tiny Trump voice. It was almost like your impression, Jody, of the tiny Trump voice. This one where I talk kind of like this, like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Uh, we're going to play this audio of Eric Trump after one last quick break. Back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska.
artist named Pasha Black. I'm assuming it's Pasha, Pasha Black. Something's called Crazy Life from the Lookalikes Dream album. Uh, this just came into us a couple days ago. It's uh, just wonderful. Uh, Pasha's voice sounds like, uh, Pasha Black's voice sounds like a cross between Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie and uh, like Peter Gabriel. Uh-huh. Really, that's my, that was my first impression after uh, I started listening to this album. Really excellent. Uh, again, bobseska.com slash music. And also make sure to uh, subscribe to our Indie Music Countdown channel where you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, every Spotify, every place you get your podcasts. We have our own channel now for Indie, uh, indie Music Countdown. So subscribe to that. Give us a five-star rating and review. Help support these independent mu- music, these independent recording artists and their wonderful, wonderful music. Because it's really all about them. It's not about me, is it? No. <laughs> okay, so moving along here. Eric Trump was on Hannity the other night, and this has been cracking me up. And it's just, it's it's a little bit subtle, but you have to listen carefully. We'll play it a couple of times. And John Kerry steps they're, up. They're, they're buying access. It is so clear. There's not an American <laughs> who would think otherwise. Hey, Sean, the median what? income in this country is 50. Just- <laughs> what? What was that? His, his, his voice went really high, and then he went... It's so clear. It's so clear. It's so clear. It's so. I'm Eric. <laughs> Let's do this again. Oh my God. Let's see if I can skip over the Hannity part at the beginning. Let's uh, play this back. They're buying access. It is so clear. There's oh not an American who would think otherwise. Hey, Sean, the medium income is. And, and then his voice is like, It is so clear. It is so clear. Hey. And he's like, Hey, hey Sean, uh, listen. I, I don't know what that voice was before. I think it was possessed by the devil. I was possessed by Satan there. Wow, what was that? Wow, that was wow. It's, I don't even know how to think about that. That was insane. It's fun. Eric on television is always entertaining, no matter what. No matter what he does, no matter what he's talking about, he always just gives us a little something. It's just like he, as soon as he uh, pops on to, to the Hannity or something like that, he goes, okay, you ready, Bob? You ready, Jody? You ready, T-Rex? You ready, guys? I'm going to do something crazy right now, and it's going to be my gift to you. And I say, Thank you, Eric. Eric. And John Kerry steps up. They're they're buying access. It is so clear. There's not an American who would think otherwise. Hey, Sean, the media. Oh, my God. It is so clear. It's like he's doing Adam Sandler. He's doing the Adam Sandler a little. He's doing like opera man. I'm sorry, John. I I can't help you. But, you know, it's so very clear that this is a partisan attack on my dad. I'm Eric. It is so clear. It is so clear. <laughs> Again, it's almost like um, like a Harry Potter character or something. Little. It's just, I don't, what, what, did he swallow something <laughs> right before and it got caught in his, I mean. <laughs> oh, man, it's too good. They're, they're, they're buying access. It they're, is so clear. There's not access. an American who would think otherwise. Hey, Sean, the uh, medium is. You know what that sound was? You know what his voice going down right there? That was the sound of Eric Trump's testicles descending. <laughs> it is so clear. It is so clear. It oh my so God, clear. my testicles are descending into my scrotum finally. <laughs> Jesus. It is so very clear that I can do these things. <laughs> and I am the head of the Lollipop Guild as well. I hope T Rex is listening to this. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> and seeing what he's missing. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, meanwhile, White House gave uh, OMB officials, the Office of Management and Budget officials, Authority to withhold Ukraine aid. Again! Again! Another thing! I mean, the things here. Uh, The White House Mm -hmm. gave, this is Wall Street Journal, White House gave politically appointed officials the authority to keep aid to Ukraine on hold after career budget staff members questioned the legality of delaying the funds, according to people familiar with the matter. A shift that House Democrats are probing in their impeachment inquiry. Uh, President Trump's order to freeze nearly $400 million in aid to Ukraine in mid-July is at the center of the House Democratic efforts to investigate allegations that Mr. Trump used 
U.S. foreign policy powers to benefit himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, it's all part of the same big colossal dumb fuckery. Uh, it, when it comes right down to it, I'm getting the impression, Jody, that his people really aren't informing him of anything that's going on around him. I think you're right. I think they're keeping things from him to save the... the, the I don't want to give him any credit, but I think it's partly to save the country. Yeah, that. I mean, that could be it. I don't know, because he was tweeting again this morning about how uh, the IG, the inspector general, needs to investigate the whistleblower. Oh, good Lord. And I, I was... What, what, is, what are you talking about? Because... The inspector general already investigated. There was a famous report. Inspector general says that the whistleblower's complaint is both credible and urgent. It was on the news. (laughs) And he's gone, "Uh, it needs to happen. When is it going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And I guess that's an effort. uh, It's a part of the ongoing propaganda uh, effort to uh, deceive his supporters, to keep all of his supporters in line, to keep them in the dark mm-hmm. in terms of what's actually happening, or to say that, oh, that that was just fake news. You know, the report that you could actually download from the ICIG's website. Right. Fake news. Clearly fake news. Michael, uh, Trust me, I've posted things from literally government websites and yeah. to say this happened, like the Senate, you know, the bipartisan... GOP-led Senate committee saying, hey, Russia did do this. It's supporting the Mueller report. If I post that on some friends and relatives' Facebook pages, they'll be like, that's fake. I, I don't understand that. That is just an absolute... I guess it's to own the libs. I guess that's the thing. Yes, They're just going to deny everything and just say, well, I watch their heads explode when we say that that thing that clearly exists doesn't exist. It's like that Corey Lewandowski appearance. Or it's like mm-hmm. uh, when um, Rachel Maddow showed a, a page from the Constitution on her show last night. Oh, the, no, that's fake news. <laughs> yeah, remember, like the original... They, it was like a, a graphic right. of the original uh, text of the Constitution, specifically the impeachment language. And Kimberly and I turned to each other because Corey Lewandowski would say that's not really the Constitution, (laughs) even though because it's not physically the Constitution that's in the National Archives. It's not the exact same one that you can walk up to and look at in the in the archives. It's a JPEG. (laughs) It's a photograph of it, which is not literally it. So it's not literally it, Jody. You can't say that that's really the Constitution. Rachel Maddow's dealing in fake news, fake constitutions. I'm getting that twitch in my eye again. I know. Me too. I've had it for the last three days. Um, <laughs> you could actually power most of Northern California with it. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, I think thing. I should just go up there and they'll be fine. <laughs> Michael Duffy, OMB's Associate Director for National Security Programs and a Trump political appointee, signed at least some of the documents delaying aid to Ukraine, two sources told CNN. Normally, a career budget official signs such documents. Sources told CNN it is highly unusual for a political appointee to be involved in signing off on such a freeze. Yes, it is highly unusual. Why would a political appointee be doing this? Well, clearly because Donald Trump, clearly, as did the uh, Eric Trump there. Uh, he's been coerced to do it. He's been ordered to do it. And of course, all of Donald Trump's or many of Donald Trump's political appointees are subservient to him. What's amazing, Jody, is the number of Trump political appointees who haven't been subservient to Trump, including the ICIG, including the acting director of national intelligence. Some of these guys, I mean, even Gordon Sondland was going to show up and voluntarily testify Yesterday morning, or was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Or it was Tuesday morning? Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. And, and so again, he was there voluntarily. He wasn't subpoenaed, but now he's subpoenaed right. <laughs> because right. then he now decided, he "Ooh, maybe, I, maybe I should do what they tell me. Maybe uh, that's a good idea." Well, um, because he's—they don't want him to tell the truth. No, no, of course. If he they tells don't, the but, truth, that's problematic. <laughs> but I mean, Volker has already testified. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. I know. It's all out there. I mean, it's already they've already got some of these guys on the record talking about those text messages and those exchanges. We also heard, uh, in fact, we talked about it on Tuesday's show, about how uh, Sondland met with Donald Trump between texts. You know, where where, uh, Bill Taylor goes, hey, you know, this thing about trading uh, aid to Ukraine in exchange for investigating Hunter Biden, that's crazy talk. So right after that, Sondland met with the president, I think via telephone, 
and then gets back onto the text message chain and goes, hey, you know what? Maybe we should stop talking about this on texts. <laughs> Maybe, by the way, oh, yeah. No quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. So clearly, Donald Trump gave Sondland marching orders, and it'd be nice to find out confirmation of that. Uh, apart from all of the reporting that's going on, it'd be nice if there was some sort of you know hearing <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. Okay, so let's see what else. Anything finally remaining here before we wrap up? Deutsche Bank. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, put the doy back in Deutsche Bank. <laughs> Doesn't have Trump's tax returns. They claim. that's weird. How did he get those loans then? But, but, but wouldn't they have Trump's business tax returns, though? I, I guess, but it doesn't seem like they do, at least according to... Well, I think they're being very cagey on the wording. I think they're saying they don't have his personal tax returns. Yeah, uh, it could which be. Which doesn't mean they don't have the Trump business tax returns, which is who they loan money to is his business, not him necessarily personally. Yeah, like here, well, here's the story. Uh, Deutsche Bank said in a letter to a U.S. court that it does not hold copies of U.S. President Donald Trump's tax returns. The second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said on Thursday, Trump has appealed uh, against blah, blah, blah. Deutsche Bank said in a redacted letter to the court in August that financial records related to Trump and three of his children that were subpoenaed by the committees included tax returns. However, the identities of whose tax returns it holds were redacted. Media organizations, including uh, Reuters, had asked the court to unseal the letter and reveal whose tax returns Deutsche Bank had on file from the Trump family. The court denied the motion on Thursday. However, in its ruling, the court said Deutsche Bank's letter revealed the only tax returns it has for individuals or entities, that would include uh, businesses, named in the subpoenas were not those of the president. So the entities named in the subpoenas were not those of the president. So that indicates to me that they don't have the business tax returns either, the Trump organization returns, or all the various, I mean, he's got all these other shell companies. Yeah. I mean, dozens I mean, of I, them. I, well, that's, interestingly, if they don't and they loan money and lost money, then their shareholders have a lot of questions to, you know what I mean? Because he doesn't pay yeah. back his loans. And if right. I were a shareholder in that company, I'd in that bank, I'd be like, hey, wait a minute, hold the phone. You weren't, you weren't getting his or his company's tax returns mm-hmm. and you lost money, which means I lost money. I'm going to sue you now. Well, you know, I go back to this. I, I don't know exactly what returns they have or don't have. I'll take this story at face value that they don't have his business return. They don't have his Trump organization returns. They don't have his personal returns. They may have Junior's returns or mm-hmm. Eric Trump's returns with his weird voice. Uh, Why are you talking about Bob? His voice is totally normal. <laughs> God, I gotta play that again. I have to play it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're, they're buying access. It is so clear. There's not an American you would think otherwise. Hey, Sean, the median income in this. Wow. 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 Oh, man, that's my new favorite thing. It is so clear. <laughs> it is so clear. So, so clear. I'm trying to put my finger on what specifically that sounds like. I'd love to hear it. It sounds like he inhaled from, it sounds like he inhaled a helium balloon when they weren't, when the camera wasn't on him. Like he went to, like maybe he vapes and it was just helium. (laughs) And so he was hoping that it had been exhaled out, but he had, they, cut back to him and there he was and that's it sounds to me a little bit like a helium balloon (laughs) so great but i mean my theory is that the the reason he was able to get these loans from deutsche bank is huh corruption (laughs) that there's hey there's a Mm -hmm. really difficult leap to make with donald trump hey maybe he got money from deutsche bank because of corruption uh i think specifically (laughs) i think there were remember we saw a story I, i it was a couple of months ago i believe about how there were Russian co-signers potentially on his loans mm-hmm. from Deutsche right. Bank. And maybe that's how he ended up uh, securing those loans. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, when I got my first, you know, mortgage for my house, my very mm-hmm. first house back in 1999, I bought bought my first house. I, I got a mortgage, I don't know, $75,000, something like that. Teeny tiny uh-huh. m- regular home mortgage. I, I had to submit everything, including like colon x-rays. It was an amazing <laughs> process of difficulty. and uh, But I mean, it was extensive, the amount of documentation I had to provide to prove that I could pay back the loans. You don't secure almost a billion dollars in loans from a place like Deutsche Bank without tax returns. 
unless there is some joint scam going on, money laundering, maybe Trump uh, in cooperation with officials at Deutsche Bank laundering money for the Russians. I mean, anything's a possibility because this is a thousand percent hinky and and something that would, uh, of course, again, raise all kinds of questions in normal times. Uh, But, you know, this sounds like something that uh, he could end up getting away with. Um, Okay, so I think we'll wrap up here. And uh, I got to preview the postmortem show coming up, though, on our Patreon page, Jody. Because, and I previewed this this on Tuesday. We're going to talk about Donald Trump and Sudafed. Someone put together a Twitter thread about Donald Trump and Sudafed. And we got to get into it here on the show. We're going to put that on our Patreon or a Patreon page during our post-mortem show. All you got to do to listen is to sign up for $5 a month. You support the show for $5 a month. You not only get the free show, but then you get uh, what happens right after the free show, right after this music is done playing. We just keep on talking. We keep on doing show. We give you more show for $5 a month. And that's literally like pennies per episode, right? That's at bobseskashow.com. Also, patreon.com slash bobseskashow. If you can't remember all that crap, just go to bobseska.com. That's easy to remember. Click the all caps Patreon link just beneath my head at the top of the screen. And you can sign up there. Meanwhile, if you want to listen to Jody Hamilton's podcast, From the Bunker, go to from-the-bunker.com. Also at sexyliberal.com, where you can hear my show, Jody's show. You can hear Stephanie Miller's show. You can hear uh, Dana Goldberg's show. You can hear uh, Randy Rhodes' After Hours. You can hear Dino Badala. You can hear John Fugelsang, one of my comedy heroes. Uh, you can hear Final Word of Frangela. You can hear The Rude Pundit and a cast of thousands. Again, that's sexyliberal.com. Okay, that's it. Uh, get well soon to Insomniac T-Rex David Ferguson. Yeah, get well. And another happy birthday to my brother Jim. I'll be seeing him this weekend. All right, folks, take it easy. Good luck. Hang in there. <laughs> it's going to be over soon. He's going to be done soon. I can feel it. I got my trick elbows telling me, yeah, Trump's going to be finished soon. Take it easy. See you on the postmortem show and the after party tomorrow. Bye-bye. buying access it is so clear there's not an american who would think otherwise hey sean the median income in this country is 50 just hey it's stephanie miller america's original sexy liberal if you don't count miller fillmore come join us for the happy hour podcast you're probably already doing plenty of drinking and swearing with this stain of a president in office well join me and my celebrity and comedian friends for a raunchy uncensored ride through politics and pop culture pants optional